Hello and welcome to the movie podcast after show for The Last of Us episode 8. My name is Shabazz and of course I'm joined by my Cordycep compadres. I didn't forget this time. I remembered and I only remembered because Anthony did remind me before we started filming. So that that is a little bit of a little bit of a behind the scenes thing. And speaking of Anthony, Anthony, how are you doing today? I am doing well. I am excited to talk about our special guest as well as episode 8. Yeah, man, you sound really excited. Daniel, what about you? How are you doing today? I'm doing very excited, Shabazz. Let me tell you right now. Oh, no, 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 I'm on the Titanic. Oh, <laughs> life is a game of luck. <laughs> uh, no, I am stoked. Anthony said it. We have an incredible special guest joining us. Uh, episode eight. We are on the precipice of the season finale of The Last of Us. So um, what more can you say? This is This is an exciting time here on the movie podcast for sure. Absolutely. And as my compadres have already alluded, we do have a very, 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 that's three varies, special guest joining us for this episode to talk about The Last of Us, especially episode eight and especially their character. And if you're not familiar with who this person is, let me first tell you their name, Troy Baker. Now you know everything about them because you've definitely heard of Troy Baker. Troy Baker has been one of the staples in video game performance capture along with voice as well you know uh, and even tv shows like he's 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 a voice work master tv shows movies wherever it is you've heard his voice and now you'll finally get to see his face in all its glory as well (laughs) episode eight is a very very important episode because it keeps propelling things forward obviously in our story but really makes ellie the forefront of this episode we've been seeing a lot of hap we've been seeing a lot happening obviously about her learning about who she is and we in episode seven we saw the le- the left behind story occur but this is really about her survival in this one uh and again troy baker is joining us to talk about it troy baker also was joel in the game so that's also something that's very very important to remember as well this is a fantastic conversation that daniel you and i got to have with him and i want to definitely thank crave and hbo for allowing us this amazing amazing opportunity uh this is our first time ever really doing an after show for a series and we came out swinging we we got one of the one of the greats to join us so daniel please what are your thoughts on everything that kind of happened with with troy and and everything that we got to discuss with them it's it's pretty wild because you know as soon as we join the room, Troy's just like, "Hey, I uh I uh, recognize that uh, little hammer behind you," and it literally is my Mjolnir because of course he was in God of War and he was in Uncharted Four and he was in The Last of Us and Last of Us Part Two and all of these games and and the Arkham series. He's Two Face and he's the Arkham Knight. It's like all of these things that are surrounding me in my room. Troy Baker has some type of connection to them. He's voiced Batman. He's been in a bunch of different Marvel stuff. He was in Miles Morales. Um, so it's just like he is everywhere. Troy Baker is video games. So to have him joining us on the show, especially after bringing Joel to life in The Last of Us Part 1 and Part 2, there's no better person we could have had on the show uh, as a really, you know, as a commencement to what's coming next week with the ending of the of the season. So uh, really incredible opportunity. I'm so grateful that we had the chance to talk with him. He was uh, every bit as just insightful and generous and kind as you would hope someone like this is. And it's another person that you know we've wanted to have on the show for a really long time. So the fact that we were able to do it 
It's amazing. And, you know, it's only going to make this episode even better when they're already amazing. These after shows. It's true. It's true. It's going to make it even better. And of course, you know, he has an amazing setup just like us. He really kind of fit in with our backgrounds, too. So really huge shout out to him for having an amazing podcast setup. It's not like he has a podcast that he does at all. It's not a competing no, podcast, but it might he's be not a professional day. voice actor not or performer that he would need that or musician. No, that he would need this technology. No, I don't even know what you're Definitely talking about. Definitely not. <laughs> Anthony, what about yourself? You got to obviously watch our our conversation with him. What did you think of it? You know, I was just surprised how philosophical he was with, you know, his character and, and just the pro- just how he treats Joel as a like almost like a real person as this person that I guess he built from the ground up he is that voice and whenever Mm -hmm. I see Joel I know Pedro Pascal is what the general audience sees but when I see Joel I'll always see Troy Baker and that voice and that look and everything that we got you know I would encourage you um, the audience to go look up Troy Baker's uh performance capture on youtube because there's a ton of footage out there some of the best like you know yeah. we, we talk about andy circus with Gollum and all that Troy baker and and joel throughout the last two um last of us games up there up there like i th- these are just real raw performances fantastic i can't wait to see what's next with with him and you know this is probably the first time i've seen him on camera you know like in terms of in a show or a movie and I hope he gets more work doing this kind of stuff because he was fantastic. Definitely. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I, I hope that we get to see him in, in film and television a lot more because he's phenomenal in this episode and I can't wait to talk more about it. But before I do, I just want to kind of give a little bit of information about who we are. Because if it's your first time finding the movie podcast, well, welcome and hello. We have a lot of great episodes out there, which I'm going to have Daniel kick it off in a few minutes here or a couple seconds. I don't think I'm going to take that long. Give me uh, about 30 minutes. I got to warm up. All right. Yeah. Uh, you just you, you take up. your time. You, th- you think about what you have to say, <laughs> and then I'll, I'll get over to you. Uh, but we are The Movie Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at The Movie Podcast. And make sure you're subscribed because we drop new episodes with interviews, reviews, just like this one all the time we have our main episodes that drop on mondays as well you can join our discord if you want to continue this conversation about movies television and especially the last of us we're having some great discussions in there all those links are available down below give us a thumbs up if you're watching us on youtube make sure you're subscribed as well and if you're uh, listening to us on any kind of podcast platform if you can rate us on there leave a comment on there we would love that as well because we love reading out the comments we love seeing five stars on there too so very, very helpful. Daniel, please uh, let us let our audience know new and old. Yes, we have a lot of incredible episodes, new and old coming your way, including our interview with director David F. Sandberg, who directed the Shazam Fear of the Gods film, which will be releasing very, very soon. We have our reactions coming out this week and then our review next week. We also have more of the cast that will be joining us on the show. So stay tuned for that. Of course, we did have Katie Sackoff Join us on the show as well, too, talking all about The Mandalorian Season 3 and lots more special guests coming, lots more reviews coming. Later this week, you could also look forward to our review of Scream 6, which is going to be spoiler-free. You don't want to miss that one. I promise you it's a great episode. Um, We're so excited to talk about it. Uh, And of course... You know, if you're looking for more of The Last of Us, go look at all of the incredible episodes that Shay's been leading us through every single week here on the movie podcast. We have a, a review breakdown and discussion for every single episode this season. 
as well as an interview with Lamar Johnson, who played Henry all the way back in episode five or six. We're going back a couple weeks now. So um, feels so long ago now we've been we've been talking about the show since january um it's been a journey but definitely if you're if you're new to the show if you just found the movie podcast today shay told you where to find us check out our show notes for all of those links and more and of course look at all the incredible last of us coverage that we have here you don't want to miss it thank you so much for that um and thank you for the kind words as well i love uh when you're so kind to me because in person we're not friends and i just want to make the audience aware that us three don't like each other really have we met in person yet i mean it's debatable okay some people say we have some people what do you say oh i hate you hate us yeah well that's fair you know who i don't hate though troy baker and i'm gonna not take (laughs) too long to get over to him of course right after we're done our interview with troy baker we will still continue our after show and kind of talk a little bit more about the episode and some of the things that we loved about this episode and where it kind of goes so definitely stay tuned for that but let's first start off by kicking it over to troy and myself with daniel You're on daniel and shabazz love it it's the dynamic duo as they call us oh <laughs> hi troy how are you doing today i recognize a prop back there <gasps> oh, oh look at that lovely little prop. thor's hammer you have <laughs> yeah you know just just hanging around there there's a couple of naughty dog things back there mine is actually it was back here behind me and then it's now up there you can't see everything that's up here, but there's definitely a um, incredibly self-indulgent <laughs> monument to myself. <laughs> sure, why not? The shrine of Troy Baker. Of look, I mean, look at this. I've got I've got Joel and Ellie over here. I've got Ellie's guitar right there, um, and then there's just a cornucopia of of things that people have been kind enough to send to me. And I'm like, I, I thought it would be it looks so cool, and then my angle's all wrong. <laughs> no it looks great the presence is felt too yes. I think that's okay that's all that matters yeah i'm, yeah, I'm a big presence guy yeah, you feel it through this video chat right now well Troy, how can i be of assistance thank you so much for taking the time well no thank you for joining My us goodness. on the movie podcast today we yeah. cannot understate how much this means to us and how big of fans we are of what you do thanks guys yeah we actually saw you uh perform at psx back in 2017 with ashley johnson oh, man. uh for the last of us part two so this is a very much a full circle moment for us here which is amazing what we a beautiful have, like, moment that was that was, oh, was great. completely orchestrated by uh neil and he had this crazy idea I was like what if we did this moment where joel and ellie got to sing and that's kind of how we introduced um, that we were talking about, or are you talking about the trailer that we no, showed? The no, first? no, no, no. Exactly what you're saying. Exactly. Is when you guys singing. performed on stage. Yeah, it was so. It was so. It was a surreal. We keep using this word, and you'll hear us, but myself, Neil, and Craig, and everybody just talk about how surreal it is because we've lived with this story. Neil, of course, even longer, but for Ashley and I, it's been you know over 12 years now from the first time that we were sat down and said, "Here's the story." and walked through beat for beat what it was going to be. And then we stepped foot on a stage uh, that's no longer there. Culver yeah. stages, that, that, that sound stage that we shot this on is no longer there. And then I'll never forget this. We, at the time I smoked and they walked us through and they're like, you want to take a break? And we're like, yeah. So I go outside and I, I light a cigarette and, and Ashley and I are both just kind of staring off wide eyed into the distance. And I said, do you realize that if this thing sucks, it's completely because of us? <laughs> because the story was so good. And I, I think that's been my favorite thing now, seeing it being adapted to 
where it's at now is that if you tell a good story, it doesn't matter the medium. Yeah. Um, a good story in the capable hands of the truly skilled will resonate with an audience just as much on one screen as it does the other. Absolutely. And, and speaking of you know amazing stories, you know the Last of Us HBO series opened this the story of these characters to a whole new audience. Yeah. You know, is there is there someone in your life that maybe wasn't able to experience the game who is now familiar with the story of Joel Nelly? Absolutely. And I remember asking Neil, like back, I'm going to pour my tea. They're going to hear this lovely sound. ASMR. Yeah. I've done it before and people were like, are you peeing right now? I'm like <laughs> I'm committed to this interview. I will not get Don't up. Get up. Um, <laughs> so funny, but yeah, there's a lot of people um, because I asked Neil, I was like, why, why do this, man? We have, We've shot it. We've scored it. We've put it out. It's the most cinematic game ever. It's like, maybe this is the way that people should just experience the story. And there's so much that they're missing out on. Like this episode that's coming up Sunday night, where it's, there's something that happens when you've been playing as Joel the entire time. And now you see that beautiful poor bunny moment. And there's Ellie standing by herself. And then you push forward on that left stick and Ellie moves. And there's this whole new connection that you have with this character. How do you translate that from that experience to someone who's just observing it somewhat passively? And the answer to that is you get Craig Mazin in here along with Neil Druckmann to be able to understand the sense memory of what that was and the two of them being able to be so skilled and adept at bringing it to that, all with the intention of answering the question that I asked Neil, which is, why do this? Mm. And he said, because at the end of the day, there are people that will not pick up the controller and experience the story. And I believe that their story is good enough to bring it to those people. So yeah, there's, there's people in my family, there's friends that I have that have heard me talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, and have like tertiarily had some awareness of it, but now it's the thing that they live for <laughs> every <laughs> Sunday night. Yeah. And they're like, you didn't tell me it was this good. I was like, actually I did, but it doesn't <laughs> matter by hook or by crook. However, we have to get you in here. I'm just glad yeah. that people are are seeing how good the story is. It's true. And and I'm, I'm curious for yourself, did your feelings change about the series? You know, it was originally announced that it was going to be a movie all the way, way back when. Yeah. Did it feel, did it, did it change for you when it's like, okay, now we're doing a series. We have Craig and we have Neil on board for this. I have learned to trust Neil implicitly. Um, his ideas are far better than mine. Um, and I think I have some pretty good ideas. But what I, when Neil, I, I really have to applaud him for this because him sitting down and go, okay, how do I distill this story down into two hours um, something that is six, eight, 10, 12 hours worth of material. What do I do? And I really, I really respect him going through that process of getting to the point where it's like, it, it just doesn't work. It, it, it keeps breaking and there's still so much that we are missing out on. And, you know, there's a lot of what I love about what this series does is whereas a movie, you would have to reduce locations, reduce characters and start like, well, now this character, and this character, we're just going to put them together and, and do one. What we've been able to do with the series with, with Craig and Neil going, no, 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 no. Let's slow it down and let's expand on these characters. Let's spend 20 years with Bill and Frank and find out. Let's spend even more time with Riley and find out why that was so foundational with Ellie, but then also be able to replicate without just 
it's, it's more of an emulation because we're not mm-hmm. reshooting stuff, right? The Last of Us has been remade <laughs> plenty of times. <laughs> we're doing something different. So for me, my feelings have changed about it. And, and what I've learned is that there's characters that I have a deeper connection to than I ever thought I would. And I'm glad that the patience and the restraint um, that Neil had uh, to be able to wait for this to have literally lightning in a bottle, the right opportunity. We're going to see a lot of adaptations of video games into TV and film from, from this than we've already have in the past. But to my knowledge, this is the only game that I can think of that has been adapted after one game. Like if you look, everything, Tomb Raider, Halo, Uncharted, all of those, the, the seeking of the adaptation from one medium to another happened after it had proven itself in a second or third or, or more game. Last right. of Us, Out of the Gate, was the first one where people were like, that story on a different screen right now. And the, the people keep saying, what do you think the secret of success is? I'm like, well, number one, you have a creator who has the patience to wait for this thing to get the film rights, go back and, you know, they fall back to the original studio. And then along comes another showrunner who hits it out of the park with an, another wildly successful series that makes him bulletproof. And then you get a blank check from HBO <laughs> to be able to make one of the most expensive shows ever made. It's like, how do you, you, you can't formulize that. Right. So the, this thing is just, it just shows that it's truly, truly unique. And I love what Craig says. At the end of the day, he cheated because he started with the best story. Oh, there you go. That's very that's true. true. It's very true. Now, we're going to be dropping this episode right after, you know, the episode premieres on Sunday. Cool. So have you seen spoilers? it yet? We yes. have. Okay, cool. cool. Have <laughs> and we loved it, luckily. <laughs> now, yeah, man. <laughs> this would have been a completely different conversation if that was oh, like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. like we really like why did much. you suck <laughs> <laughs> why did you choose to be so awful uh well you know speaking of awful i mean your, your yeah. character james is so different from joel was, was yeah. it weird for you to be in a scene with ellie and yeah protector very but i mean the beauty of this is is i've been able to kind of look at those stories from so many different angles and the conversations, the subsequent conversations that I've had with people um, since this game has come out, whether I go to like a comic con or, or just even, even in conversation, people stop me in the store and they're like, I need to tell you what this story has meant to me. Um, I've been able to see and examine this story and these characters from completely different angles. And now also having these relationships that have lasted over a decade with Ashley Johnson and Jeffrey Pierce and Merle Dandridge and people that have, we've kind of retained being in the ecosystem uh, of, of this story. We have subsequently re-examined this story and these characters over the years. And so for me, it was a great position. It's like, Oh, that's a great challenge. How do I not make this a bad guy? He's not a villain. He is, we, this is to him. This is the story of James and we are experiencing it through his eyes. And to me, I, I believe that empathy is the key because mm-hmm. One of my favorite quotes, uh, Harry Housen said, the most terrifying beast is one that you can imagine in repose. What does it look like when it sleeps? Because if it sleeps, that means that there's intent, there's will. It's not just this vicious, mindless thing that's happening. It's something that's choosing to do this. So for me, James is a very much of a pragmatist and there's no violence in his heart. And that's what keeps him from being an equal to David which is what James wishes that he was and what he recognizes in Ellie. So when Ellie shows up, he immediately clocks, uh-oh, my position 
with the devil is about to be usurped. And I would much rather be at the right hand of the devil than on the wrong hand of him. So I'm doing everything I can to keep my position with David. And at every turn, she keeps showing up. So all I want to do is get her out of here, get her out of here. It's one of my favorite moments where, you know, I will, I will chase her and come up with this plan of like, I will shoot the horse to stop the girl. But when it comes to do it, I choke. And that's not because I'm afraid. David said, don't do it. It's like, I'm still a good person. And I'm, I'm looking down at a 14 year old girl who's terrified and I have to end her in cold blood. And that's not who James is. Right. That is who David is though. Yeah. Did you get to work with Neil and Craig who this character is, how would you want it to, you know, really portray them on screen? Yeah, man. I, it's one of the things that I've really loved is, is the way that Neil and I specifically work. Um, and before we would shoot anything on the last of us, part one or part two, I would always, even on chart as well, we had this kind of ritual to where I would call him the night before the rehearsal and just unload all my questions. And typically they're very high level. Um, so th- even getting into them that late was like, dude, okay, you're talking about, you have any idea how many battles have been fought over this scene and these pages. Um, but it's something that I really love to do and, and continue to do. And, you know, here I am in Calgary and Neil is back running Naughty Dog. Um, and I miss those conversations. So I call him up and be like, Hey man, um, here's what I'm thinking. He's like, I think it's good. Let me ask you these questions. And what if, you know, just, always helping me re-examine it from a different perspective that always broadens um, my idea of not only the character, but just the scene in general, as opposed right. to keeping it very myopic and, and based on me. And then also being able to have Craig to do that as well. My favorite moments with Craig is, you know, I, I, I'm a fairly confident person and I've, I've learned to play to my strengths on a mocap stage or in a VO booth. And I feel very comfortable there getting on a film set in a very, very big film set where there's a lot of people going, all right, let's see if you can do this. Um, (laughs) I felt that pressure. And I had one day specifically where um, there's a scene that ended up getting cut. There's two scenes actually that ended up getting cut. And a lot of it I I was taking personally. I was, I I thought, um, oh man, I'm blowing it because this is like the second day of shooting. And I was like, everybody saw what I could do on the first day. It wasn't going well. It went well, but I, in my mind, I'm in instantly like, you know, relitigating every choice that I made. And the second day, um, the scene got cut because the nature of like when the, the, where we're chasing Ellie, there was a whole original thing where she was going to be doing, you know, switchbacks and we're chasing her and she's like doing like the Scooby-Doo running out one side and coming through <laughs> the other. And the nature of the location we had just didn't afford that. So like, I just cut that. And it subsequently cut one of my scenes and so I'm like, oh my God, they're cutting me out of this. I'm bombing. And when I get, um, when I'm in that position, I have a tendency to get very, very quiet. Otherwise I'm gregarious. I'm a social butterfly. I like to, you know, I'm, I'm Bella talked about this, how I'm just constantly doing voices. And that's true. Like I'm just wandering <laughs> around being a goof. You should do it for a living. I I, think. I'm thinking about it. We'll see how this works <laughs> out. And then maybe I can just transition over that. But I, I found myself feeling very vulnerable. And the next day Craig came up to me and he just has this big, big smile. Always. He's like, Hey, how you doing? I'm like, uh, better than yesterday. He goes, what happened yesterday? <laughs> he instantly gets concerned. And I said, man, I, I just, um, you know, I, this kind of happened and I thought about this and he goes, and you were rattled. And I went, absolutely. He goes, dude, if that ever happens to you again, you call me and I will come find you. And it was just this beautiful to know that there was not only a spiritual connection between 
the game and the show. And there's now this cool connection between myself and Ashley and Jeffrey and Merle being also involved in this. But that spiritual connection flows from the top down. Neil is not only a showrunner, but the way that he wants to work with his actors is, is reflected in Craig as well. And so having that friendship and having that connection has been just a, an unexpected um, gift. Absolutely. Now, I mean, you, you never really got to share a scene with, with Pedro Pascal as Joel. So how did playing Joel for you, at least in the last of us, kind of change you as an artist? And oh, man, that feeling of not getting that chance with, with Pedro kind of bum you out? Uh, no, not at all. Um, I, I think that <laughs> my, my favorite interaction is we we first saw each other um, when we were up shooting uh, in, in a location called Waterton. And I was not, I was just not prepared to meet him yet, I guess. And we're having dinner. I thought it would happen on set or base camp or something. And, and I'm having dinner and all of a sudden I look and, and he passes by and I'm like, oh, like, there he is. And he goes, I'll, I'll come inside. I'll come inside. And so he comes around and, and we're standing there awkwardly and just look at each other. And he's like, Hey man, I'm like, Hey, Come here, give me a hug. And we can, like <laughs> hug each other real quick. And I look at him and I, and I take him by the shoulders. And I'm just like, man, I have so many questions for you. And he goes, I have none for you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh man, we are going to get along so well. He is, I cannot imagine two more caring, loving, and capable hands for Joel to be in. And the thing that I wanted more than anything, and I've said this so many times, because it's so true. I just wanted someone to show me something that I missed with Joel, something that I, I overlooked, something that was always there, but just looked at from a different angle, kind of what we talked about. And damned if Pedro doesn't do that every episode, there's always something like, oh man, what a great choice, or oh, what, a, what an interesting take on, on this. And there's, a, there's this physicality and this vulnerability that Pedro brings to this inherently. And he's playing the age so well. Um, I, I can't wait for everybody to see the, f the final episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but he definitely in, in this episode, I'm like, Oh man, that's a really, you know, when we're playing a game, you can only hamstring the character so much because otherwise it feels like, no, I don't want to be, you know, when we were, when you're walking around in the snowstorm, it's, you know, you want to have the character reflect the fact that he's still recovering on rebar that went through his liver. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, with, with this show, we have the opportunity to really show how that injury is sustaining and, 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 it, and it's, it's a pervasive injury. It's kind of like with him breaking his hand in the very first episode that stays with him. It's those little things that I really applaud Craig and Neil, the attention to detail and going, this is a way that we can do this different to where it doesn't have to feel like people are watching a game. Mm -hmm, definitely. Absolutely. Well, you know, we don't want to take up too much of your time, Troy. We are so grateful that you're able to join us and thank you for everyone to kind of see, you know, you pop up on their television screens again, and we love you. We love the series and we cannot wait to see what you do next. That's very kind guys. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank, thank you, you so much. And all the best with the after show as well, too. We've been loving listening yes. every week. So thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. It's my new favorite podcast, too. So we have that in common. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Thanks, gents. Take care. Take care. All the best. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. And we are back. What a 
really, really fun conversation that was. And I think my biggest problem with that whole thing was it was only 15 minutes. I wanted <laughs> like I wanted a solid hour with Troy Baker because he is just so much fun to talk to. I felt like we were just starting to scratch the surface with him as well. And I'm glad we got to tell him that we we got to see him perform live at PSX yeah. back in 2017, right before The Last of Us Part Two came out. So that was a wicked, wicked moment to see Ashley Johnson and him up on stage. And we have the footage that we recorded from that day as well. Yeah. Uh, but Daniel, please, like, uh, let me know what are your thoughts about this conversation that we had. Uh, it's wild, you know. Like, it's it's a very surreal thing, you know. From being a fan of Troy's for you know, a decade plus the fact that we were able to have him on the show. And again, this goes with every single person that we have joined us on our show. This is, you know, the movie podcast is an independent platform. You know, we're not on a network. We're not, you know, on a, on a TV station or on a radio station, but this is something that we've grown. And as it's grown, as it's grown, like cordyceps have grown, uh, we've been given some really cool opportunities to talk to some really amazing people. And to have someone like Troy, who's been directly involved with, so many of the things that we all love and adore and are part of what makes us who we are is pretty amazing. And again, 15 minutes, we could have easily gone two hours with him. So um, again, I just want to say thank, to, uh, thank you to Troy. Thank you to Craig for making it happen. And I really hope it's the first of many appearances on the show with him. Yeah, I think we're just kind of getting started there. So we're definitely going to be seeing a lot more of him. But let's talk a little bit more about this episode. It's episode 8, obviously, we're kind of starting off a little bit differently. We open up with, with this character named David in his convent, and we're seeing how he's preaching the good word of the Lord to these people. And there's a lot of mystery because now we're finally seeing... Um, groups of of people almost like survivors just kind of like how we did with uh, jackson we're now kind of seeing it with another in another area and obviously yeah. there's a lot of snow there's a lot of mystery going on and there, there's a little girl crying it appears that her father has just died recently and then we cut over to ellie and ellie's out there hunting for food and in the game what i loved about this moment is this is the first time you get to play as ellie and it, it picks up right after the whole situation with joel happens and you see her just going out there with her bow and arrow and she's, she's hunting a rabbit and this one we kind of changed it up a little bit we got a sniper <laughs> we've got a deer that she's looking <laughs> for she kills that deer and we're introduced over to david and david dave david and james who were looking for this animal they're like hey you know like what's going on here did uh who, who killed it there's got to be someone nearby and we get that introduction and it's it's this nice little standoff between the two because david is you know very like soft-spoken you don't really know much more about him he's very very soft-spoken he's trying to just kind of play with you like listen We've got kids that are hungry back in our camp. Like, please, like, let us take this. They say, well, I'm from a big camp, too. Like, let me let me have it. And they kind of barter and exchange. And eventually we find out that Ellie just wants to get some meds. James, played by the wonderful Troy Baker, goes to get those meds. And we then move on to this next moment. So, Anthony, please tell us, like, what did you think about this whole sequence that occurred? The introduction of David, the introduction of James and his whole convent. Well, you know, I just want to kind of go back to when I played this game for the first time and I got to this part in the game. It was such a surprise because I didn't expect to play as Ellie and I didn't expect to actually be introduced to another new character, um, especially David, who was so interesting and complicated and weird. And that, that whole this whole story that takes place in this episode is just a really one of those examples of how subtle an episode can be, but at the same time be absolutely disturbing. And 
this from the beginning, you know, anything that involves some sort of biblical Bible preaching dude, you know, it's going to be some fucked up shit because yeah that, that, that's some they're it's always gonna be in sketchy. that realm i'm yeah. sorry and, just, and he's so he's so unassuming as well too right, right. just like like they're, those type of characters you never assume they're going to be dangerous but he has like this this presence still and that's what makes him dangerous is because you don't expect it right? he's, he's very much like a wild card and in the game you know played by the amazing nolan north and who, who you'll know from playing the Uncharted games. He plays Nathan Drake on those. And again, also another voice another acting. One. <laughs> another one. <laughs> another voice acting legend who I think probably is next on our list to have on the show at this point. If we have Troy Baker, we can't have not, we cannot have uh, Nolan North. No, definitely not. Yeah. But Anthony, please continue. Yeah, I just, it, the setup for this character is is super interesting, especially where where it leads down to and, there's a lot of hidden signals being sent in the beginning with, like I said, his his biblical uh, preaching as well as, you know, how he deals with the dead, uh, especially when he was talking to, talking to the daughter of one, someone who's died recently, you know, can we bury him underground? Can we bury him right now? It's like, no, we can't because it's too solid. Has great examples of things that we can kind of get away with in terms of how we deal with you know, the death in this camp, but later on when we find out what he deals with people who have died is super interesting. But yeah, great setup. I felt very cold watching this episode. I This is the first time that like, you really see it in Ellie's face, uh, even Troy's face, James's face. It's like just very cold. It must have been cold in Calgary when they were shooting this. It just felt, you know, lonely and cold and, and everyone was just very frigid frigid so and joel you know poor joel just in a in in a basement dying clearly doesn't know what's happening you can clearly he's see chilling. he's just in pain like like pedro pascal does such a great job of just being still you know like, <laughs> That's no, what he's known it, for. like he's just no, for being still it's anthony's <laughs> so right though because the character like joel has so much presence and right. he grunts and he just kind of moves and there's so much that he does, even when he's just, he's lying helpless. And like Ellie's like, even when Ellie tells him like, you know, like don't fall asleep or I know we're going a little bit ahead, but it's like, he is lying helpless, but you just see those eyes open and you're just like, Oh my God, I, I will do anything you tell me to do. You That's know? just Pedro Pascal in general. If he just looks at me, I'm like, I'll do whatever you want. You're right. What? Tell me what to do. Tell me it. what to do, Pedro. I'll do it, Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, from from this point, we kind of move over to I think really the this is like the the main chunk of the episode where Ellie and and David kind of start to figure out more about each other, and and David now starts to kind of reveal that card about himself of maybe you shouldn't be trusting me, maybe I'm not the person that you think that I am. And he starts to reveal, like, you know, I believe I believe everything happens for a reason. We we sent out some people recently to go to go look for food and other supplies. And you know what? They got attacked by this man, this crazy man. And he was with this little girl. And Ellie kind of starts to realize, okay, some shit's going down here. He knows that it's me. Something's going on. James comes in, tosses her the medicine. She goes on about her way. And then we start to realize that, okay. This isn't working out well for for Ellie and Joel. She needs to kind of get out of there. She needs to get Joel up and running so they can kind of move back to the back to the convent where 
now David his 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 real evil side's coming out. That girl that was crying for her for her dead dad is now saying like you should go out kill them, you know, like like find them and kill them. And that man David does this slap on this poor girl, knocks the wind out of her, and now we see that you know he might have been someone that is, is preaching the good word, but it doesn't mean that he's still a good person. So there's a lot of stuff that's kind of happening here. You cut to the next day. They're, they're, the whole group of, of people are going from this town over to find Joel and Ellie. Uh, Joel is still kind of lying there. Ellie's trying to get him up. Ellie's fighting. She runs out. She gets captured. And this is a, this is a pivotal moment. This whole capture sequence that, that kind of happens. And Daniel, please, I'd love to kick it over to you to, to talk more about it. Yeah. So, I mean, this moment's where... Joel, like kind of what we were talking a little about earlier, where it's like Ellie's just like, Joel, I'm gonna lead them away. Don't fall asleep. Takes the knife, and Pedro's just there, just like stoic as ever, holding this knife, just helpless, right? And going back to, you know, to David smacking that girl and telling her, Yeah, you have a father. I'm your father. You know, like you follow me. It is such a scary sentiment to have someone tell you especially having just lost your father and now to have this person assert their authority and their dominance over you like that in public, in a public form, very, very scary. And then we also, I think we also, this is where we see uh, that uh, they're doing some cooking in the kitchen as well here too, but we don't, yeah. uh, we, we, we don't linger on it too much. We don't linger it's on venison. it too much. It's venison, it's venison. you know, yeah. the mom that was, that's, you know, who her, her husband who's passed away, the mm-hmm. wife, she's like, hey, wait, what, what kind of meat is this? Is this oh, Wagyu? It's venison. <laughs> is, this, is this premium grade? <laughs> oh, um, man. But yeah, it's, um, it's a wild moment. And then, to, you know, to see Ellie captured um, and there's just a rush of probably emotions going through her, her head because she's like, I know if I leave Joel, I'm going to die. I know if I stay here, I'm going to die. And it really puts her in a corner. And to have someone like that who is just so whatever happens, it's like you are cornering a wild animal at this point with Ellie. And seeing her confined and locked up, it's heartbreaking. But we get some really incredible moments that come. And some of my favorite moments of all time in The Last of Us happen right here. Yes, um, this in the game is is one of those moments where my heart is racing really, really fast because we already know that Ellie's a fighter. Like she's a complete survivor. She's a badass. I have no doubts when it comes to Ellie. But it's in this moment where you really see Ellie has no fear at all. Like she will fuck you up. Mm-hmm. And Anthony, I, I love to kind of get your take on the scene where Ellie and and David are kind of going back and forth to each other and she maybe does something to his finger. Yeah. The, the, you know, Ellie cuts through his sanctimonious bullshit right away. Like he knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He knows it. And she's like, I don't trust you, especially after finding out that secrets out, they fucking eat people. And there was an ear underneath the friggin' chopping, uh, the chopping block. So or the chopping table, it's interesting to see this, this dynamic because he also, this is a second person who clearly sees Ellie as a leader. He says to her, you know, I see you as a leader. I see you helping me build this, this um, community up. And, and then we had this weird situation where he goes to the cage and he puts his hand on the cage. And now it's indi- indicating that maybe this guy a, has some child uh, 
he's a child abuser. He's he's yeah. a molester. I know a he predator. A he's predator. a predator for sure. Absolutely. She, he puts his hand there and she puts his hand like she's she's working him, right? She knows who this guy is and she's like uh 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 breaks her breaks his finger. He smashes her in the head through the cage and the best line was, you know, Ellie, she's like, "What?" He's like, "My name's Ellie, right?" Like I'm tell everyone I'm the little girl who broke your fucking finger. And there's uh, blood gushing through like through the teeth. Oh, like, it's so it's good. so gritty. And she's like, Yeah, yeah, uh. I'm still I'm I'm going to get out of here no matter what. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's he's shocked. And I I think David didn't know he woke a sleeping, you know, dragon. Yeah. At that moment. And he and I think that's what David loves, right? And I think that's even something that in our conversations with Troy. He even said that, you know, David sees what Ellie is capable of, right? And right. that's what he loves. And he and and he wants that. And he wants to really, you know, in a twisted way, you know, if we're going back a few episodes, or so not even a few episodes, just last episode, when we hear like Captain Quonk telling, you know, Ellie, like the potential that she has for Fedra to be a soldier of Fedra. This is like a really more fucked up version of it where it's just like like David telling her. This is the potential you and I have together. You can lead my to lead, squad. you know, lions and hyenas together. Oh. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what it kind of felt like, right? Yeah. Where it's just like that, such a predatory thing. Right. And then Ellie, like, and like Anthony said, just gives that iconic line, and then David follows that up with, uh, "What was it you said again? Tiny, Tiny little, little pieces. pieces. Oh, baby, what a sequence! Oh. It gave me chills in the game, and it gave me chills all over again." watching in here so i'm just so excited we get to talk about it oh my god and i think and i think really quickly sorry shay no go ahead um another thing that troy mentioned to us is that david sees in her i think what he doesn't see in other people in the community right especially james who troy plays so he looks for that he looks for that equal and he wants to mold them in his own in his own vision because james has his doubt and i mean one of the things that i love that troy got to really confirmed for us is that moment where he where he shoots uh, the horse that Ellie's riding to escape and then he gets up to Ellie and he's about to shoot her you know there, there's a lot of ways that can be I think conveyed but to know that there was a hesitation of like am I doing the right thing like mm-hmm. the, but James is kind of having this back and forth in himself and the doubt that he's having that David can see David doesn't see that at all in Ellie David sees a, a natural born leader which exactly what Captain Kwong said in the last episode which Daniel we we didn't mention it last time, but you had <laughs> the did. opportunity to speak to Terry Chen just last year, last uh, summer. Yeah, Terry Chen summer. was on our show. Yeah, and it's wild. I'm like, you know, that's you know, that's just the the legacy at the movie podcast right Absolutely. now. And, and then we same thing happened when we had you know Shamir Anderson, Lamar Johnson. Oh my god, um, and that was Shane. embarrassing. I totally forgot yeah, like about all it. of these guys all know each other, all good friends. I'm like, how do you guys all know each other? This is yeah. wild. And we also wild, forgot to uh, mention to Shamir that we spoke with Trevante on the show before. <laughs> like he. Th- th- his 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 co-star um, in the film you know a lot of things happen on the movie podcast so just yeah. it's just funny it's it's funny that that happened but um yeah it's crazy yeah deshane williams sorry um who joined us another you know canadian deshane williams shamir anderson lamar johns and all friends and i think all from scarborough as all well too it's like they're all killing it right now dude yeah. we're gonna be in that group we're gonna be you know when we're interviewed by someone else, they're going to be like, you know, this guy, this guy, this guy, yeah. this guy, this It's just, you know, <laughs> the best thing about living in Toronto is uh, just being able to have all these connections. Everyone knows each other. Who, who've lived here, who've yeah. grown up here, you know? I love that. I love that. Yeah. And Terry Chen, another uh, another Canadian who's been in everything. So, yeah. It was, yeah. Wild yeah. that. We have another... 
Oh my goodness. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, is uh, Siri wanting to join this podcast? Siri is also another special guest. I think she's upset <laughs> that she wasn't featured earlier um, where we spotlighted Troy. I guess they right, want equal right. billing. So Siri wanted to ask a couple questions with Troy as well. She did. Said, she said, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to mention, this is the second, like we'll say, Messiah complex that we've experienced in this series. Because we had, like, we have David right now who thinks he's some sort of God or, or like, he's some cult leader. leader. You know, and, evangelical. And, then we, and then we had, um, in the beginning of The Last of Us, we had the new character. Uh, I'm forgetting her name right now. Uh, she was leader Mar- of the Resistance. Or not Resistance. Uh, um, Town, Kansas? Yes. Well, do you remember her name? Why do I want to uh, say? Kathleen. Kathleen, who also had a messiah complex and they also had a character who kind of doubted what she was doing but was still on board like Perry they, there's these li- little things that they kind of populate into the show and I don't know if it's like this hidden message or something but this is something I just realized no yeah okay, and, I, and I think Kath- Melanie and yeah then, Melanie yeah. too who plays Kathleen Melanie uh Linsky. Linsky right like she um she's another person who we spoke about not having like that like you wouldn't assume that the per- that this right. person would be the one who's leading things, but that's the world we're in right now. And then like, even Maria, the, the people who are survivors. That's it. And even Marlene, who also has her kind of complex messiah complex going. Like there's these little things that they've populated. So there is a lot of biblical um, influences in the show that I think they they properly inputted, especially in a yeah. world where there's a is in a dystopian type of world where people will follow other people because at this point they have nothing else for them. Yeah. And and listen, Anthony, like we, that's a great point you bring up because you look at the book of revelations. We're going, if we're going biblical, this is the end of the world. Like the, the humanity is being wiped out. Right. And David even says that he didn't believe in this. He didn't follow this or really get into it until the end of the world's happened. So it's very interesting that, you know, these, you know, these biblical aspirations of these people really only came out when everything was ended. Mm-hmm. No, it's very true. Very, very true. Um, but then obviously we, we finally get to the point where David's got to take matters into his own hands. Him and, uh, him and James place Ellie on the table. Ellie reveals that she's infected. And of course, shit starts to go down. And here is where Ellie gets to really fuck people up. She gets up, grabs that butcher's knife, pop right into Mr. Troy Baker's neck, a.k.a. James, a.k.a. Mr. Joel, who dies by the hands of Ellie, which is horrible. That's so sad. So sad Nice knowing see. you, man. Nice, nice knowing you, Troy. <laughs> and then we get to one of my, my most aggravating missions in the game where you have to hide from David while he's chasing you around in the restaurant. And obviously, you know, this game, this show's got cheat codes. So we get to kind of just get right to it. The the restaurant's burning. Uh, Ellie jumps on uh, David and gives him the old stab stab. And then just, she goes, I mean, she sees red. Literally, she sees red. She starts to just attack, attack, attack. And, you know, this reminded me a lot of that moment in the beginning of this series where Joel is just beating the hell out of the of the Fedra agent and you see Ellie in the background just kind of watching and I remember um, Craig Mazin saying that this is where Ellie becomes activated you know she's watching this and she's seeing this and she's all like this is going down and right at that moment of course 
Ellie's seeing it too. Ellie's, Ellie's seeing red. She's going crazy. Hacking away. Hacking away. She's preparing dinner for the for the people of that village right now because oh. they're definitely going to eat David. Oh, they're definitely. Gonna, I mean, he's, he's also going to be nice and crispy too. He'll be nice and cooked. Mm, well done. Barbecue. Well done. It, it's Absolutely. so funny that all these things are happening in like a, a restaurant designed for like barbecue yeah it's like at funny? a ski resort basically yeah, it's, right it's a nice like chalet todd's steakhouse and ribs <laughs> oh, that's literally goodness. the restaurant name it's just so yeah, funny that ribs. all this yeah. um can yeah. we mention joel for a second like yes that's sequence? what i was literally gonna get to right now that moment oh my gosh do you want to do you want to go ahead and talk about it no well i just want to say that like that that's such a scary moment because i feel like joel loved torturing these two they just, you know, that scene, he, he stabs did. a guy, he stabs a guy in the knee. And he's like, I'll yep. rip your fucking kneecap. And I'm yep. like, holy shit. Like, I literally can see him just going to pull back and that kneecap flying. And then <sighs> just how he tortures these two. And oh, like, I feel like he, he really likes it. I don't know why. Because I, I, I think feel like, he didn't do it for a while, right? Like, he, <laughs> yeah. like that was a pre- no, and, It's like no, smoking, I, right? I, like, oh, yeah, no, like, oh, he, he has cigarettes. Like, he, these are things that, and Dan, like you're mentioning right now, these are things that he's done. And especially when you play the second game, you get to find out about more about Joel's past and his shadiness. And we hear about a lot in this show as well when, you know, he was on both sides. So he's definitely seen it all and done it all. Yeah. It's uh that's an incredible sequence. Again, another one that was so fun to play through in the game and just kind of experience. And when you know Joel, you know, does the thing where you know that we saw earlier when they were in the cabin with the two with the two um oh my goodness, with I'm blanking on their names, but with the older couple a couple episodes ago before they met up with Tommy, we're just like I'm going to get you to point on the map, tell me where it is, and mm-hmm. I'll believe you. Like uh, you tell me it better be the same where he points. And the fact that Joel is just like, he doesn't care what this guy's telling him. He's like, it's okay. I believed him and then kills him anyway. Ugh. My God, what a, what a scene. And yeah. you're also watching this as an audience member at the edge of your seat. You're like, please, like, let's go. Go get her. Go, go get save her. Ellie. Go save Ellie. But guess what? Ellie saved herself. Yeah, she's hacking away at David. She's turning him into minced meat. Yeah, and kebabs, I think. Yeah. Keb- <laughs> yeah, she's got skewers. Yeah. And then she comes out of this burning restaurant and Joel just happens to be there. He gets there and grabs her, holds onto her, and he's like, it's okay. It's okay. And a very emotional end of this episode. So, you know, from Anthony, I'd love to kind of get your thoughts on what this episode was like for you and how you enjoyed it. Oh, I, I, I enjoy it. Like I said, this is one of those episodes which is is subtle. It's its its own thing, but it represents a lot of things that's happening in the Last of Us world. Uh, I thought the the ending, the decimation of David and Ellie kind of like coming out and being her own person, but also showcasing, you know, this this heart of violence. She's just not only like hacked like that that sequence where she's the camera's like focused on her. And she's chopping and blood is going all over the camera. It just really showcases where her character will eventually be or who she will be. Um, I think it says a lot. I know she's she was, you know, there was an attempted rape on her as well. Um, yeah, which is, very. It's very like, quick. What else can we don't put notice. on this poor yeah. girl in this in right. this show? Um, but yeah, and the, that end sequence with Joel. And she's just in shock that she had to go through all this alone. Yeah. Again, it just builds onto her character. It, it, it's 
you know, Ellie is a, a unique person. And I think we'll learn a little bit more in the next episode about her and where she goes from there. But she is very unique in this game. She's very mm-hmm. unique in the series. And there's only one of her. And I think a lot of people saw it and see it. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed this story about her. Yeah. And, and if we don't do it enough, and I, and I truly think we don't, Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal are phenomenal. They they deserve every single award and accolade and and praise that is coming towards them because Bella, especially in this episode, you just I mean, I can't every episode, but like in this episode too, she's just so good. I felt every single moment of her pain. I felt every single jab and smash that she did on David, her tears, her anger, her frustration. Bella Ramsey is ellie man there's nobody else now i mean she's killing it like she's so good she's personified in this human form that now we can finally see so wow um daniel please give us your thoughts on this entire episode yeah you know anthony mentioned it um really quickly too they had david does try and assault her like sexually assault her and because you see him almost like go for his pants before she really turns over and cuts him to pieces um and one of the moments following that, as she leaves her burning cabin, when Joel approaches, Joel approaches, I remember the first time we watched it, it's so just unassuming. It is just so just like, I'm coming to get you. And then Ellie, who is just besides herself in shock, in anguish, in fear, enraged, literally, when Joel is hugging her, she's still stabbing. Like, she is still, like, if you go, she's like literally pounding on, like, uh, on Joel's shoulder like she's stabbing him still because she is in that attack mode. I'm going to fight to survive right now. And it's not until like Joel really calms her down. It's like, it's okay. Like I'm here like, and, and just hugs her. And when the episode ends, you're just like, what did I just experience? Like, what did I just go through? Because it is a roller coaster from hunting at the beginning of this episode, quiet, peaceful, not really sure what's going on with Joel. Because we had a season change as well, too, right? In the game, this is a big moment where we have the big banner that cop comes up and says winter. And it's a, it, we don't know how long it's been. We don't know if Joel is alive still. It's not until we go back and we kind of see this journey that she's been on this whole episode that's, you know, like, what more can you say about the performances in this? Like, if you weren't convinced already, eight episodes in, Joel and Ellie, Pedro and Bella are just everything. And this episode proves it. This episode is just phenomenal. And we're really teeing up. I can't believe we're already getting to the finale. But like we're really teeing up a finale that I think a lot of people are going to be talking about for a very long time. Yeah, you're absolutely right. This is another phenomenal episode, an episode that dives deeper and deeper into the strengths of Ellie. We get to see her survival and that really she doesn't need anybody else and she can do this. But to have Joel there to be her wisdom, to be her guide is really what the most important thing is. And Bella Ramsey absolutely completely crushes it. And we have Troy Baker as James and and David is so good as well. I just... uh, I loved so much about this episode. I love that it it was pretty much exactly like how the game plays it mm-hmm. out. And it gave me that sense of fear, that sense of dread that the game gave. And I got it in such a bite-sized one-hour package. Um, wow. 
what a what a phenomenal phenomenal episode and again i want to give a huge shout out to troy baker at the beginning of our episode who got to join us and talk more about this <laughs> troy no baker was on the show no troy baker deal. was on the show okay like he he didn't just totally join us to talk about this episode and about his no. character not at all um but that was wicked that was a really really fun moment so huge shout out to crave and hbo for giving us this opportunity so thank you so much for that of course if you are following us at the movie podcast you must be following us on twitter instagram tiktok and you're seeing all the crazy things that we're dropping we're gonna have more interviews more reviews coming out because the year is just starting we like daniel mentioned there is scream reviews coming out there are other reviews that have already come out like creed and also shazam will be coming out soon too so please stay tuned for that you can follow us here like i mentioned and also on youtube you can subscribe to us you can see our lovely faces we are very handsome men because we're all very nice and well kept with our shaved faces uh, daniel has got the uh, the the mustache going on right now which looks i'm in great. my ted lasso era i'm in my ted lasso era right now. yes season three is on its way so you're getting prepared for that i love that yes uh, <laughs> and, or the mario movie it's either or either it's, or it's, it's, it depends who you ask I think, and, it, and me ask me i think it's both i think anthony should go mustache only as well to kind of get that luigi going no okay <laughs> just shuts it down right away I've, no Andy and i could do a really great mario and luigi I think. absolutely uh, maybe we, for Halloween. we could but i don't know about that you know <laughs> we could, like, we could. No. no we could but i'll be a, i'll be a bomb mom maybe or be a bob bomb or yo, you could be you'd be a great Bowser. Be a good Bowser. You could, yeah. You'd be a very good Bowser. Well, okay, yeah. these are okay. You know we'll, we'll talk. We'll we'll plan it. We'll, we got we'll we got some months. Once to plan. we're done recording, we'll we'll have we'll have a little conversation after. Yeah, this. we'll have our first Halloween 2023 meeting in March. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> let's do it. October is a great month, like I mentioned before. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> of course, thank you so much for joining us for our after show. Next week is the finale. I can't I can't believe it. You guys are in for such a treat. If you have no idea about what is incoming, strap in because. The next episode is going to make you want to just, I don't know, run into traffic. I have no idea what else you could do. Oh, my God. Yeah, it Jay? sounds horrible, but it, 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 it makes you go crazy. Okay. Because it's that kind of an episode. <laughs> Maybe watch it then. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe don't watch it. It might be dangerous. Don't watch it then. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was This Time with the Movie Podcast, and we'll see you next. <laughs> <laughs>